Sports Speak Podcast. This is your host, Aaron Daniels. And tonight I've got a good I've got a good guest for us tonight, man. He's got a wealth of and uh information to give to us. Uh he's one of my new friends. I I met him just over two months ago. We worked together at Tecumseh High School. He is the current head wrestling coach at Tecumseh High School. He's been uh all throughout the state serving in the field of education, whether it be through coaching and teaching at Tulsa Union, Broken Arrow, Owasso, Stillwater, and the list goes on and on. And he's got experience from the elementary level all the way up through college. I'm talking about Roger Roberts. Coach, what's happening, brother? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? Glad to your podcast. Hey, man, uh, the pleasure's all mine. I'm glad to finally connect with you. And uh, what, what I, what I want to do, because, you know, we've had a few conversations and and I just knew immediately that you you definitely are somebody I would love uh, to, to to share with with the listeners out there. So take oh, me from. Oh, the, thank you. Yeah, thank no you. Doubt. Take me to the beginning, man. Where, where, where are you from originally and, and what was it like growing up? OK, originally I was born and raised in the San Joaquin Valley. Uh, the actual town is called Merced, California. Mm. I was born and raised in, uh, like I say, on the on, on the west side of the tracks, as we called it. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, li- living in the projects, we just learned how to, I guess, grow up quickly. You know, we, we kind of did our fighting in the, in the neighborhood, but it was just kind of uh, just finding ourselves. So, no, no, uh, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Now, are, are yeah, you yeah. are you an only child, or do you have some siblings you grew no, up with? No, no. That, we we I had six brothers and sisters, so oh, wow. come from a large family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up, uh, as I say, out out in the fields of California. Uh, my my dad was a labor contractor, and uh, we traveled from field to field, fruit to fruit, tree to tree. So mm. if if you ate it in the salad bowl or had it in in a fruit bowl. I, I had hands on it, so, you know, it, it, it kind of taught us how, how to work. Uh, you know, we, we, we didn't have a lot of money, but we, we did have our self-respect and, and we just had a good sense of how to work and uh, we took care of each other. And that, that, and that, that was a good thing. That's an awesome thing. And I think uh, you'd be able to speak to this better than me, but I think some of that could be used even in today's society with, with this crop of young, of young people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think I think what we're missing in today's society is is a self uh, a sense of pride, a sense of ownership or something, and except for a, a good uh, working background, you know, a lot of times we we want the rewards up quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to do something, get rewarded for it, but most of the time, you know, it may take years and years before you get your goal. And I think what it is, we we've gone into a society of of, of kids being impatient. They want it now, and that they some of just don't know how to work, and and uh, build toward their their success. They like I said that they want it instant. Sure thing, sure thing. I mean, there's something to be said about hanging in there long enough to get that breakthrough. Absolutely. Now here's what I want to here's what I want to shift gears and, and head into. When did your athletic career begin? My athletic career grew. I guess it started. Uh, like I said we we had a um, community center. Okay. There on, on our side of town. So all, all the neighborhood kids came together. Uh, it didn't matter who we were. We, we just wanted to play, play hard, and we learned to play to win. Uh, we, we, we didn't care about having, hey, we, we got a ribbon for doing this or trophy for doing this. We just wanted to compete. And it was fun to compete. You know, and uh, we, we took pride in our competition. 
we, we, we learn to, to work as, uh, as an individual, work as a team. So, so like I said, the neighborhood kids, uh, we all got to know each other and we helped each other. Nobody tore anybody down. We just helped each other and which enabled us to take our teams, our, our community center, go across the city competing against other teams. I, you know, sometimes I think about we, we were the original Sandlot kids. We didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. We, we had, oh my gosh, we, we might have nine gloves, one ball, and one bat. But we, we, we learned to share. We didn't have any uniforms, but we just knew each other. And we had the pride of being who we are. And that, that's one thing. We, we, we took a pride. We took winning and losing serious. But we didn't take it so serious that we, you know, we, we neglected what we were trying to do. It's come together as one. And that's one thing that we, we kind of lose in, in today's society. Everybody wants to be an individual star. Mm. It can't be that way. For the betterment of yourself and the team, we have to learn to work together, build each other up, and that's how we got better. Absolutely, and I, I think some of that, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I think you sort of um, you sort of derive some of that from from being one of one of six children, right? <laughs> so you one of many. You, 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 if you didn't get the table fast enough, you didn't have dinner. So <laughs> yeah, we we know we we were very competitive. Uh, we loved each other. We worked hard, and we protected each other. But you know. When that last piece of pie is there and Ooh. you're late in getting there, you know, you just wash the crumbs because that's all you had. So, uh, you know, <laughs> and we, that was we, understood. We learned, yeah, we learned to compete, but we, we also learned how to compete. Uh, we, we, we never, you know, this trash talking today, I, I don't get it. You're supposed to do your job, right? So you, you, you do it and you score a touchdown, home run, uh, you pin somebody. You, you do it, you, you, you keep your head up high, you shake the other guy's head, you walk off, and, and your job's done. You lose, you keep your head high, you walk off the mat, off the court, off the field, and you said nothing. It ate you up inside, and that's where it should have been, inside, not outside so everybody sees. It's not a show. It's not about you. you know. And th- that's one thing today's kids don't. They think it's, it's a big show. Show me, you know, like you make a tackle. So what? <laughs> That's your job. You know, you're supposed to do that. That's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, I think we lost a lot of humility, uh, both in winning and, and, and learning how to, how, uh, how to take a loss. Sure. uh, Sure. Yeah. We, we, we've lost that, but you know what? I I think with, with, uh, you know, you you and I visited and Mm -hmm. the kids, kids are kids. Kids haven't changed through life. You know, we, we, they just grow up differently because sometimes it's better to give here, here's a present, here's something to keep you quiet. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do that. So I said, no, no. I, when I raised my two kids, they didn't do that. This is my daughter, like uh, yesterday, said, uh, Did I ever let you win in checkers? I said, No, sir. You never did. I said, well, did you learn how to play? I learned how to play. So, you know, uh, we, we shouldn't just give things just to give. They have to learn how to earn things instead of here's a prize, whether you earn it or not, I don't reward you. That's, that's, that's just wrong. But, you know, uh, I grew up in the old uh, and I, I have learned how to take defeat mm-hmm. and, how, and how to take victory. And, and the, the, today's kids, they haven't learned that yet. So, and, and, and as a coach, we, we, we're trying to teach them humility. 
you know, whether it's in, uh, in, in a loss and also be humble when you win because, you know, that win can turn around quickly. Oh, and, my God. Peaks you and know, valleys of and, the sports season. But, y- yes, sir. So uh, with my with my wrestling program, you know, like I said, I, I grew up in, in, in the in the 60s and 70s and uh, we I'm trying to instill that this is what you do. This is not how you act. And a lot of times your success may come this year, the end or the next year or maybe three years down the line. But you will get your reward as long as you commit yourself and like I said, a lot of times, a lot of people want to, they want instant reward, you know, and instead of waiting for it, and it means more. Yeah. Means and more. What, they, what they don't know is easy come, easy go. If it doesn't take a lot to get it, then it sure, it sure ain't going to take much to lose it. Yeah. And you know what? And it's not worth it. The, the instant rewards is not worth it. It doesn't mean anything. It means something when you had to suffer. And that's another thing. Kids don't like to suffer. They don't mm-hmm. like to you know, they, they don't like to put the, the, the pain that it takes when, when you deprive yourself. Like, I can't go out on a date tonight. I can't go to show tonight. I can't, I can't because I have to get better. I have to lift more weights. I have to run further. I have to be more time on the mat. When something is sacrificed, it is worth more. And it's a lifetime memory instead of here it is. Because then, you know what? It doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah, I think a lot of the student athletes um, will, will will force their way down the road uh, of least of the least amount of resistance. And but yes, but sir. I also also want to run this at you because you know I, I, I guess I consider myself sort of a sort of a new school guy. I, I'm getting close to thirty, so it's like I'm not young, <laughs> but I'm not old. I'm like in between. Yeah. yeah. But but um this new I don't want to say new, but this day and age, I think uh, a lot of emphasis has been has been put on the expression of individuality from these young men and young women. And I yes. think some of it we can't necessarily fight. And so I'm wondering, where's the fine line between um, instilling these core values of, of we over me as, as a team player, and, but, but still giving them a little, bit of, a little bit of ground, so to speak, to be themselves who they are. Have you, I imagine you figured out sort of a, a slip, figured out the slippery slope. You know, you've been doing it for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time now. Uh, you know, there is that fine line, but here, here's what my, my take is on this. Now, my sport is an individual sport taken as a team. Sure. You know, and so we, we, we as a coach and we as an athlete, uh, you know, as I tell them, we're, we're, we're sometimes selfish in, in, in our, what we want because it's, we think it's, it's about us. Yeah. In turn, it is. But you got to understand, as you get better, everybody else around you gets better. Absolutely. So, but it's, it's okay to want for yourself. I'm telling you, it's okay. Because if you don't get that extra something to get you better, then how is your teammate going to feel about it? If you just make that line, you go to that edge and then stop. You know, a lot of times we as individuals have to be the example. And that's one thing I see today's athletes are, I see very few want to be the example, want to stick out and say, hey, I can't do this today because I got to do this and influence your friend who's going to be marginal, who needs an extra kick. You know, it's, it's not sometimes that they were like just the coaches and sometimes the parents think, 
it's the coach's fault because you didn't do this. No, the coach gives directs and guides, but it's the individual that's going to put the effort. Now, in my restaurant room, I have very little sayings up there. I, I, I just say on, on my banner, it says do work. And the, and the other one, the big one, it says effort. So that's the only two big things. I'm not a big rah, rah, rah type of coach. I say, this is what you got to do to do this. And if anything else, it's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take effort. But more likely, it's going to do work. You do work, you're going to get something out of it. And, you know, I, I, I'm just, I guess I'm too old for a lot of these kids saying, we're always <laughs> said, well, coach, what, what do I get out of it? How about satisfaction? Satisfaction that you did the best you could. Because someday you're going to explain to your children as to why you didn't do any better than what you did. You know, so you're not doing it just for self. You're doing it for the next generation to show them, hey, I put this effort out. I came short because other people had had better uh, God-given abilities. But nobody outworked me. And that's why I try to get across my wrestlers that let nobody outwork you. You know, you not be not be as talented, but they're not saying you can't be in the best cardio shape you can be, the best strength that you could be. You know, so that as, as you go in as an individual, like I said, your your example may influence somebody. And th- and that's why that's what that's all about, a individual versus a team. But we're all together as one, you know. I like the way you spelled out those individual goals right there, Coach, because realistically speaking, not every person has the same level of potential. Yes. But I do think I do think it's important that each and every one of them pushes themselves along with, you know, their village of people who push them along with themselves to get as much out of the experience as they can possibly get. Yes. Now, for each, each, each student athlete, that's going to fluctuate. This kid may have more to give versus this one. But I think if everybody maxes out, that's when you give yourself – the, the greatest chance to be great. Yes, absolutely. I said, I've been doing this since uh, coaching-wise since 1978. I've been at it a long time. I know, it's 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 old old school, you know, so I saw how <laughs> athletes have changed over over this timeline. But, you know, as, as an oster, I, I do have the things that I've always done. And what I tell new coaches is that you got to be yourself. You cannot be somebody else. If you're yourself, it will come out. And I think I think is as long as you're honest with your athletes and they see that you want them to be the best you can, these kids will get on board, get on track, and they'll do what you ask. And like I said, over the years, I've had teams that were, in fact, out of state championship team. I've had uh, uh, two that were state runner-ups. Uh, you know, I, 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 I even had a team that couldn't win a duel to save their lives. But they did the best they can. And that's what any coach wants. And we had the best time. Even though we were 0-14, I believe, that year, we were the best of friends. We were very close. In fact, uh, this last uh, weekend, it was their, uh, uh, their reunion you know, and I visit with them on the phone. So we, we, we were a pretty tight group. And I think they they got something out of it, you know, and it's lifelong. I have a lot of uh, people that I've gone through the years and coached that they're on my Facebook. I still visit with them. 
And I think mm-hmm. that's the greatest joy a coach could have is that your players believe in what you're trying to do to them and know that you are trying to do the best by them. And we have become long, long-time friends. And they themselves are parents. And some are coaches. So, you know, we, we, we are the, I guess, the keepers of our sport in that we try to lay down a foundation for them to live by and also to teach others how to live by. And like I said, that's a coach, and I believe that that's my priority in here. You know, as an athlete, I always thought, ah, this is all about me. Well, you know, in my naiveness, in young, being a youngster, that's what it was. But all along, it's, it's about somebody taught me how to do things, how to be disciplined, how to be unselfish, how to be humble. And it's my responsibility, and I, I took it for what it is, that that's my, that's my lifelong goal is to be a teacher, to be a coach, and, and to you know, teach next generations. What what it is? Oh yeah, to be a man. you 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 passed that you passed that you paid that one forward time and time over time well, and time again, man. And I think I think that's an amazing thing. And you know, I had a good one of my one of my former coaches. He told me one time, and it speaks exactly to uh, the point you just made about the relationship that you've maintained with your former players o- over the years. He said to me, he said, "Listen, some some people um, some people determine." good coaches by wins and losses what their record looks like and he says some of them determine good coaches by how many championships they have others determine good coaches by how many um how many collegiate athletes they've been able to produce he said but i can i uh, determine it by what type of relationship do do your players have with you once they're once they can no longer do anything for your program yeah. once they've aged out once they've graduated he said well, do they, do you have to call them all the time or do they call you just say hey coach how you doing or when they're back in town do they come around just to see you or come and see how how the new batch of athletes are in your program yeah. and i thought that that was a profound message yes and, and i said I, I i i get so much i guess i get a lot of joy and and they're my kids you know once well, as a coach i take it i tell you I'm, I'm i'm in their lives i invest myself into their lives because i'm asking them to invest themselves into me so I'm just not a, hey, four years, see you later type of coach. I'm a, I want to know your family. I want to know what you're doing. And just like here in, in a couple of weeks, I'm heading out to uh, a former athlete of mine that he's 50 years old. Go bigger. So I'm, I'm going to go surprise him for his birthday. His, his uh, daughter, which sometimes refers to me as her grandfather of all things. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fly bro? out there and I want, I want to uh, spend this time with them uh like i say i i, I don't invest just for the short term i'm there investing for the long term and it's not just my athletes i do this to my students also you know i have a lot of students that are on my face and i'm very grateful that they come and remember this old coach and you know our, our lives are, are touched by these youngsters and, and you know as we get older we say you know what did we do and i said i'm i'm very pleased that i forged these relationships with these youngsters and now they're they, they become parents of their own. They become grandparents of their own. So, and I, I just get a kick out of that. So, you know, I believed in my coaches when I was young. I believed in my teachers. I never had a bad teacher nor a bad coach. You know, and I, I listened, and that's one good thing I have for me. I listened. I was somebody who didn't like to talk a lot. Like tonight, it's a rarity I, I, I talk like this with somebody. But like I say, I I, I enjoyed my career. 
it, it's it's been a passion of mine, and it's never been work. When it's work, hey, it's not a passion, right? <laughs> this, this is a passion. And then you, that's the same thing my parents used to say to me. You find something that you love, then you'll never work a day in your life. And you know what? <laughs> it is absolutely true. I had 41 years here of teaching, coaching, and you know what? Some days I have good days and bad days, but you look at overall, I've been I've been a blessed man. And I want to take it to my grave that uh, I have, I, I, this is a God blessed career. And, uh, you know, I enjoy it. And uh, my son's going to enjoy it uh, when, when he starts to coach. And, you know, it's, it, 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 it's a great thing to be in a career that you could influence kids. Man. Right? Now, Coach. Yeah, beautiful. You you're absolutely correct. But here's here's something else I wanna I wanna ask you to do for me. Could you draw a correlation between um, managing a classroom and, and instructing when you when you're wearing the hat of a teacher to when you're in the wrestling room and you're in coach mode? I, it took me a couple of years in this profession for me before I realized um, that there is a direct link between those two. They're one in the same. Yes, yes, and, and that's and that's a, that's a hard thing when I first started back back in the day. You know. Coaches were stereotyped as, you know, they're coaches. What do they know about teaching? But you know what? Whatever mm-hmm. we do in life, we're teaching. Whether we're teaching in the classroom, whether we're teaching out on the court, on the field, on the mat, we are teachers. And as coaches, we, we need to understand whatever we do in our classroom is going to be remembered long after we're gone. And so your job and primary job is to teach not coach, to teach. So when I'm in, in, in my wrestling room, I am teaching. I may be teaching wrestling, but I'm still teaching. I give them fundamentals. I give them theory. I, I give them homework. I quiz them. They get quizzed on, 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 the, on their games and tournaments and whatnot. You know, we are teachers. And that's a lot of, a lot, a lot of even our current teachers understand that we teach beyond the classroom. And, and, and we, Absolutely. you know, it, it's, 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 it's one and the same. So to be a good coach, you, you are a good teacher. And that is reflected in the classroom. So all, all this, the coaches who, you know, and we, we, we have some teachers that, that don't teach to their, their best. We have coaches who don't teach to their best. But you know what? They will get to it. They'll learn like, in, like an athlete. They're fine, they're, they'll find themselves and they will become good teachers and good coaches but it, like i say it's one and the same and i talk to my parents this way i'm here to teach your son about life through sport you know the final outcome is not to get a scholarship it is what did i teach him about life how to become a young man and back and forth and how to pay it forward so that's that's my that, that's my philosophy and, and it's always been that way so thank goodness for mm. my for my teachers and my coaches back in the day, you know, in the sixties, there was no nonsense. There was no showing yourself. It's either right or it's wrong. And, and there's no in between. And you might in the mm. season get a piece of paper saying, Hey, you made it. You know, it wasn't all about the trophy. It was all about you made it and you were successful. Did you get better? And if you did, you were successful. So that's how I take it. Cut, cut and dry. Cut and dry. 
That's it. Plain and simple. I love that, Coach. Yep. Now, what I want to dig into, because, you know, I was doing a little little studying up on your, on your background. Oh, no. You have been, yeah, you have been quite the journeyman. You have, you have um, been around the block a time or two. And I'd like to know, when you first became a coach, First of all, uh, how old were you, and where were you? Where, where did where did Coach Roberts' coaching career begin? Well, uh, you know, it's hard to say. Um, okay, I was I was very uh, I can say it was God given gift. I started mm-hmm. teaching um, actually when I was like a junior in high school. I had a lot of technique. I traveled from wrestling camp to wrestling camp. Uh, I wrestled mm-hmm. year round, so I picked up a lot a lot of technique. So my coach who came in, the second one, he was uh, not real experienced, great guy, great motivator. And that, and that, that, that was his, his, his thing. He was a motivator, and I loved him for that. But he let me teach my peers. You know, I, I was the attitude. I wasn't better than they were. I just happened to be, you know, like I said, God-given talent. And, the, and they took it as that. But my, my, my coaching career actually started when I was a freshman at OSU. Uh, I went from clinic to clinic teaching through the university. Um, and during the summertime, I taught wrestling camps uh, to over, say, 300 kids at one setting in the gym for, you know, 10 different weeks. And in between Jeez. that, I, I got, I was, like I said, I was very blessed and, and very humbled about this. I was selected to go teach to the NCAA coaches. I was a freshman. So my coach, uh, Hall of Fame wrestling coach, by the way, uh, <clears throat> took me to these clinics. He directed traffic for me. I just performed. You know, I had the likes of uh, Coach Nicholas, which is the Iowa State eight-time national champion wrestling coach. Dan Gable, who ended up being a 19-time coach of the year. You know, I had all these coaches watching and say, who am I? You know, Dan Gable, he was our idol, right? Uh, who was I? But, you know, and, and, and Coach Gable gave me, gave me the best uh, compliment. He said, you know, you're very meticulous. You break it down, and anybody can pick it up. You know, sometimes when you're a good wrestler, sometimes you don't break it down so everybody can pick it up. So I learned to break mm. things down and communicate that. So I, I took those words, and I said, you know what? I want to make this my career. So – that's how I became coach, but I was assistant wrestling coach at OSU. Then the following year, I uh, had to use my degree. You know, someone said, you know, you got a degree at OSU. I said, yes, why don't you use it? I said, okay, why don't you influence youngsters instead of the college kids that are already there? I said, well, you know, I can see it. So I uh, started my career in Owasso in 1970. Nine seventy eight seventy nine season and spent twenty one years there, and had had a blessed time. Kids were great. Uh, the school was fantastic. The teachers took me in, uh, and you know, they they didn't treat me as a coach. They treat me as a teacher, one, one of their own. And my principal, Mister Dawson, bless his soul, he let us teach. So he let us do what our passion was. And so that's how I learned to teach, by actually doing it, right? So he lets us do what we want to get things across. So as long as we had a passion teaching, we'll have a passion for coaching too. So that's where I started. And then from there, 
Uh, I went to Broken Arrow after 21 years at Owasso. Uh, won two state championships there. Uh, and then, actually, I retired, but the a new athletic director at Union High School said, why don't you come and start a program back up again? So I did that for wow. a year. I said, okay, good Lord. I thought I'd retire. But okay, I'll do it one <laughs> year, right? So, but I had my mm-hmm. blood. And my daughter says, Dad, why do you want to retire? You, you, you know this, this is what you love. And I said, okay, I'll do it. So I did it for a year. Then I got rift, you know, being the first person or last person in the district, right? And then, and then mm-hmm. uh, so I said, you know what? It's time for me to start my business. I was going to do this anyway. So I became a general contractor building homes. I did that for, for 10 years until the market went down. Kind of like, wow. But at that time, we moved to Stillwater, or I moved to Stillwater, and then family followed. The wrestling coach at Stillwater High School was my college coach's son. So I knew him all right away. So he said, uh, he wanted me, can you come and, and, and do a clinic for us? And I said, well, sure. And he said, well, can you do a practice? And you, and you know how that goes. So I can you do two practices. They just hooking you in little by little. Yeah, so he hooked me <laughs> in. And my, my son was a freshman. So he was, he, he was in a starting lineup. I said, well, you know, it'd be kind of nice to coach my son. So uh, I had to be real careful. You know, dad's a son. Sometimes there's that fine line. But he, he's always known me as coach. And he knew that there's a division line in the practice room. I'm not dad. Out out the match, I'm not dad. But at home, I am. And I always get the, the role here. After the match is over, it's over. Now you're my son again. You know? And we don't talk wins and losses. But we talk about other things. So that, that, that's how he and I survived his high school career. That, you know, we, we, we don't talk about that. So after that, uh, went, I, I went building. And then when, when that ended because of the uh, recession, I was actually going to Fort Worth to a private school to teach again. And then I, I had the assistant superintendent from Tecumseh Public Schools call me. And I, I was actually in Norman heading to Fort Worth, right? I was going that way. So I said, you know, I'll take a quick tour. So I took a left and went down Tecumseh Road and went to Tecumseh. And, uh, you know, as, as it goes, I, I love what he was saying. And uh, actually, I was teaching at Kojak, the Central Oklahoma Juvenile Center. You know, mm. These are kids that I knew of because I was there with them growing up. So I right. understood. And I said, well, you know what? Let me see if I could help. So I did it for five, five and a half years until Tecumseh pulled out and uh, we, we left the, uh, the juvenile center. And then from then, I, I, was, I said, hey, why don't you come coach at Tecumseh? Because the, the coach there, who I knew as a junior high person, and I said, okay, let, let me help you out. So I did a clinic, a clinic, and here we go again. A practice, a practice, and then they came to me and said, would you like the job? I said, you know, I, I turned it down three times because, you know, I had grandkids. I was thinking, you know, if I get back into it, I, I know I have to give all. I just can't give part. I have to get all. So I talked to my children, right. and they said, Dad, you, you know you're going to do it. I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> now, they, don't even know they don't even know why you wasted yeah, time. Yeah, 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 but, you know, I said, well, that's one I asked first. So I, I took the job, and I've been here. This starts my seventh year. 
you know, it was it was kind of rough starting because uh, of the way the program was uh, seven years ago coming in, and I had to establish discipline. I had to establish my ethics. I had to establish the way I taught, and they they have to listen because I don't yell and scream. I just talk right. soft. I show by example, and uh, I I got to get them to know that I'm there for them and only them. And until they they embrace that, kids aren't going to do their best for you if you know you're there to get a paycheck or to get a win. But when you invest your life into their life, they'll give to you. So here he is seven years later. I have kids from the first team come back and say hello. And so, you know, we established that again, just like I did at Owasso. I wasn't there long, long enough at Broken Arrow to get that, but I was at Stillwater. So, you know, I had those kids coming and seeing me. So, like I said before, that's a good thing about what we do. We, we, we see the end results, and we go along the ride with their life. And, that, and that's why I think that a lot of people are, are thinking, why teach? And I say, why not teach? Why not? Why not? Man? And not for the money, but you know what? You, can't, you no. can't take money when you're gone, but you know what? You can take those memories. And when you're gone, somebody's going to remember you and say, hey, remember when Coach Roberts did this and did that? And they share it. And you know what? I think that's the best reward a teacher can have is that when your past students remember you, you know, like I said, I get, I get kids calling up, hey, can you come to our reunion? You know, what a blessed man I am. And, that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed every day that I have people that, you know, hey, Coach did something to change my life a little bit. It may not be a whole lot, but he changed my life, and th- and that's what we want, right? I remember. Right. My it may not be. Yeah. You, you you said something. You said it may not be, but some another wise man told me years ago: you never can underestimate your impact. Well, you that, know, that, we, we, we we might say something or do something that we think is minute, but it could mean the world to to one of these kids that we serve. Yes, absolutely. And sometimes that in, in in order for them to get them over their little hump, they may need a a positive role model a positive message you know maybe that's all they needed to kickstart themselves for something else something better than where they were going to so you know if, if i if i did that just to one person I, I did my life's work i helped somebody besides myself and in turn i really helped myself too because you know i get you- I, I get to feel good every time i know hey i did something good that's right. You know, <laughs> when you give, you get. When yeah, you give, yeah. you receive. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So anyway, that's kind of like my my life right now. I'm enjoying life. Uh, I'm still with these kids. Uh, I got I got my own goals that I would like to have, and you know, I'm I'm enjoying life, watching my grandkids grow up, watching these kids grow up, and watching their kids' kids. So you know, it yeah. it comes around, goes around. That is a beautiful thing, Coach, and, and uh, your, your happiness and, and and your passion it just exudes, you know, every time every time you speak. And I got I got two different things, two more things I want to throw at you, Coach, because you've been more than gracious with your time. Okay, okay. But let Let's take it to the mat. All right. You and right. I we had a brief conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago, and you were telling me a little bit about the uh, about about your physical stature whenever you were competing, and um, you said you weren't very big. But you had so much endurance and so much stamina, you were able to outlast even some more physically imposing opponents. Um, talk about um, 
the the tricks, if you will, or the tactics that you have to use when it's just you and that other guy on that mat, and you're trying to find a way to to get the best of them. Well, that's that's uh, I had to think back when I was competing. Well, like I said, the, the only thing that we all enjoyed from our from our neighborhood that we didn't have was respect. You know, they mm-hmm. they said, "Hey, that that's a poor side of town. What is, what do they have?" But you know what, we did have. We, we, we learned how to work and we, we believed in ourselves. You know, if, if I, I tell my, 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 my friends that said, they may not like me, but I like myself. So if you like you yourself, go. you know, I, I said, you, you're going to do something. Now, I, I wasn't very big at all. Uh, physically, I wasn't very physical, big, big. But what I did have was cardio shape. I ran everywhere. I didn't have a car to go joy riding around all Tim and I with my best friend T we had our two feet and everywhere we went, we ran and ran. It was 27 blocks from the neighborhood to the junior high. Uh, It was 23 blocks to the high school from where we lived. So everywhere we went, we walked, we ran and a T was, was football and track. He, he was fast. I wasn't, I had to take double step just to keep up with him. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, but we we didn't take anything for granted. We just worked harder. And those that are, that are physically gifted, they took it for granted and just did whatever they had to. So mine was mental toughness, cardio toughness will outdo bigness. Somebody that works hard will outwork or outbeat those that are more gifted and more talented every time. Yep. You know, no matter what it is. And because the only thing I had that I want was that self-satisfaction that I beat you because I worked harder. You know, then as, as I grew up, you know, older in the sport, I became more technical than, than everyone else. But your mind is your best weapon. You have to, I tell my wrestlers this, you have to overcome yourself. Your opponent across the mat is not your opponent. Your opponent is what's inside of you. What are you going to overcome today? You know, what can that opponent take from you that you have already? So, you know, I, I say if, if you, you don't have any self, self-worth, you're going to get beat every time. But if you believe in yourself, you know, win or loss, but, you know, when you keep working, keep working, you're going to overcome every obstacle. And I said, the first one is you. You got to overcome you. Once that happens, nobody's going to beat you. So that, that's, that's my philosophy through life, through college. And I wasn't very, very big through college, but you know what? I worked everybody. You know, I got, I got really good at taking somebody down from the mat and putting them down and then letting them let them go. My, my, my job was see how many times I can put that guy down in eight minutes so that he'll walk off the mat and never want to come back again. So like, I, I, was, I, I was very blessed. Uh, you know, I ended up being an NCAA takedown champion my senior year. Uh, it's Like I said, begin with, it's all God-given talent, but he gave me the talent. I had to work for it to make it, to make it worth it. So I, I had to overcome my, I don't want to get up this morning. It's too cold. It's too hot. It's, it's, too, it's always going to be too something. But you know what? Right. At the end of the night, when your hand is raised, 
was that worth it? Oh my gosh, it was worth it. And oh, you know, and, and 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 you just can't take the one win. I want another one. I want another one. You know, so you get addicted to that feeling oh, of success. Oh Lord, that was it. Was that fun? <laughs> it was fun. So all that weight loss that you had to do. You know, I was I was on a forty pound weight loss from the start of school to the first dual match. I was forty pounds. Sheesh. You know, that's where we were back back then. I come in weighing 174, weighing down to 134. And then my senior year, they dropped me another eight pounds. So, you know, <laughs> I was, but you sacrificed for your sport and you didn't take it personal, but you used that to your, your advantage. So that was my motivation. That guy made me suffer this way. So I want to pay him back, you know? So like I, like I tell my kids, and th- th- this is a little mantra there. And we say it every, every time we break down, it says, before I can succeed, I must suffer. You know, in, in the sense that you got to give something up to get something. You got to give up that time yeah. with that girlfriend. You got to give up that time that, hey, I want to go fishing. I, I, I better run these miles. You give something to get something. If it means something to you, you didn't give it up. You paid for it. You sacrificed to get better. And that's the best thing, because you know what? Nobody can take that away. When history goes on, did you do it? Yes, I did it. They can't take it away. So that's so that's Ooh, all man. I do. That's- Coach, man, that, 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 that's a serious gym right there. That's a serious gym. And if you can somehow, some way, translate and transfer that that style of thinking into into your student athletes today. Man, for obviously you've been doing it for quite some time, but I need man, listen, I need I need some of that to rub <laughs> off on me, man. Well, i and although we do we do have good kids in, in, in Tecumseh, yes, we do. and you know my basketball boys yes, we do. are responding quite well. Yes, too, I see so them I've been, I've been, every day. I see. Oh them. yeah. So you know it, it it is what it is. We will do the best we can by them, and uh, sometimes we 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 gotta remind them of why they're there. So this this sure. not a PE class. If you're in our varsity thing. You're trying to be the best you can, and that's and that's what I do. Like I said, this this has been my whole life. Be the best I can for what I have, and when it's all over, I can say, God, I did my best by you. Thank you for giving me the heart, the passion, and just the, the desire to be with these young men and ladies because I have them in class too, right? So absolutely. Uh, so it's it, I, like I said, it, it's it's been a blessed journey well coach you you talked about retiring one time i suppose at some point you'll retire again (laughs) and when again when what will you do with yourself when it comes to those other interests you you lightly touched on it earlier in our well you know what else does coach roberts like to do oh man i like to i like to do a lot of different things i do like fishing though i haven't had much time to do it this year but i do love it uh, I love going uh, fossil hunting because uh, I love paleontology. I, I love, uh, you know, I love a lot of things. And what it is, I won't stop. I, in a sense, retire? Nah. You, you, if once you retire, <laughs> you can't retire from life. I just do different things. No. And I'll, I'll, I have other passions that I enjoy, and I will do them. And uh, I'll, I'll keep contact with all these past students, whether they're athletes or students in class, and I, I will do I will do something, and I want to enjoy it. Absolutely. So, so you, so you won't retire. No, you'll redirect. I just redirect. There you go. I'll redirect. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I have too much energy. 
to redirect. I'm 62, you don't say. and I, I got to keep moving. You know, once I stop, oh, I don't know about that. So, uh, you know, my passions, I, I love dealing with uh, plant life. I love that little garden that the wrestlers and I have maintained. Uh, I'm always trying to give our athletes um, school pride in little projects. You know, for several years, we've done the Savage Garden. We did the landscaping around the school. Uh, this next project, we're, we're, we're going to uh, cover a wall up with new, uh, uh, a new siding of some sort to beautify our school. And, and we need to do things with our kids so these kids can understand, hey, just because you go to school there, it means you got to take care of it, too. And so they have a sense of school pride that said, hey, I, I, I put that planter there. I planted those plants. I, I helped clear this area. They did something to say, this is my school. And uh, no, like I said, a sense of pride. And that, that's why I want to steal. Hard work. Enjoy what you're doing. And just enjoy life. Because here, four years is here and gone. And then you got to move on and do other life. But to me, I'm just one big kid. I, I go from season to season, right? And uh, I see what new kids I can bring in. And uh, that's my life. And it has been for, well, I guess all 62 years here. So, you know, it's been good. Hey, Coach, none of those nuggets of information will, will ever expire. And I hope all the listeners out there took, took uh, as much from all that you had to say, all that insight as, as I did. <laughs> and it's been an honor to sit down and talk well, and listen to you. Thank Coach. you, sir. It's, it's been an honor being on your show. And it's also, I want to welcome you, too to our little school here and uh, look, 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 look for good things from it. And then when I'm out wrestling, I'll come watch you play ball. Oh, and vice versa. I'm, I'm constantly trying to put more fat on my brain about other sports, man. I'm a big old fan. Yeah. And so I appreciate that coach. You've made me feel warm and welcome. Yes, sir. And I'm going to thank you for being a guest on tonight's podcast. Okay. I appreciate you having me on. No doubt about it. Now, well, listeners out there, this has been another edition of sports speak podcast. And we'll, we will hit you all up next week. And we're out.